0: Hey guys, welcome to
1: Till Kingdom Come. I'm Derek and I'm Ivana and we're coming live to you from From Miami. Miami. So we're actually here visiting family. If you haven't seen our latest vlog, make sure you check it out. We kind of left our home in Odessa, flew to Florida, did a wedding, and then now we're hanging out with family.
0: Yeah. For those of you that are just podcast listeners right now, it might feel like a lot of life has happened since the last podcast. It has. So please tune into our vlog because there's a lot you need to catch up on. And so as promised, we are really going to talk about a topic that is... A little controversial. But near and dear to our heart because... Necessary. It's a big part of our testimony. And it was a question that we had a brief answer on with one of our vlogs, but we decided it's time to dive a little bit deeper into it.
1: Yeah, so just to give you guys a little background, in our second couple's Q&A, we got a question about someone asking, they said, I know there's grace, but my boyfriend continues watching porn, what should I do? And so we pretty much told her, if um, you're dealing with this, his heart might be hardened to the sin, and so he needs to actually get before the father to receive grace to overcome Um, And so we wanted to kind of elaborate on that because porn is a really big subject in the Christian community that doesn't go addressed.
0: Yes. And I mean, it starts from an early age. And I think this pornography ties into so many other aspects of Christianity. It ties into parenting. It ties into accountability. It ties into uh, community. It ties into whether or not you know, you want your children or yourself, if you're struggling with it, like immersed in the world, or do you feel the need to pull back? There's so many different things that are tied into this, and so what we'll try to do is we'll unpack a little bit of our testimony. Uh, we'll pack, unpack up some scripture that we believe will definitely help you if you're struggling with this today, in just a healthy pursuit of knowing that you're clean and you're righteous, and so.
1: Yes, you do not have to live this way. You can actually be completely free from a porn addiction, from lust, and walk in freedom and free of sin. And that's what we want to encourage you with. Um, So do you want to share a little bit of your testimony first? Sure.
0: So my testimony, babe, you know this so well, but for those of you who don't know, I was actually molested when I was a kid. I was about six or seven or eight. I do not remember and my earliest memory was being punished for being caught. And so not only was my young mind um, kind of thrusted into sexual immorality, I then had the kind of the caveats on top of it uh, was the associated guilt, the associated shame and punishment because I was already believed to have been the one that initiated when I was not even of the age. And I want to interject this one thing. So I sought inner healing for a separate issue, but the person helping me with my inner healing actually helped me point out that until nine, your brain doesn't actually have the capacity to formulate sexual desires. So that part of our brain doesn't even fully develop until nine. And so anything that has happened before then has actually been like
1: taught. Thrusted.
0: Yeah, th- thrusted or taught to the child before they naturally like, have an inclination towards it. And so I hope that that might help somebody on, you know, even just listening to us, because if something has happened to you at an early age, we just I really want to say what was told to me. It's not your fault. And there's no way that it could have been you. So you can remove all the guilt and all the shame from it. But quick, you know, quick analysis. I went from nine until 24, completely addicted to pornography. Um, As sexually deviant as you can consider. um, Immoral beyond um, just our ways and our times. And I fully believe that the... That the salvation that I received, I had no clue that I also had power behind my salvation.
1: So when did you find breakthrough for, like, from pornography?
0: Good question, baby. Um, I would say at 29. So I'll, I technically got saved at 24, and I was filled in the Holy Spirit at 29, received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and it was in that moment where... A lot of scripture that I didn't understand came to life. And one of the key principles of scripture that I believe I've looked over, or I had looked over for like those first five years of my walk was Romans 5. And um, I just want to read the scripture for everybody uh, who's listening. And it says, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace... And the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Jesus Christ. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many will be made righteous. Amen. Amen. And those two pieces of scriptures, um, I fully didn't understand when I first got saved. I read them, but I didn't understand them. And so I thought for the first 5 years of my walk I was just going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life that there was it's no It's like way. a
1: normal part. Like did you have pastors be like you're just going to struggle with this forever? Yep. Okay, sorry to interrupt you. No, it's why.
0: good. You're 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 opening up the Pandora's box of Christianity that a lot of people like might have felt duped into believing that they that they don't reign in life. So, if the free gift of grace and the gift of righteousness were a two-for-one package, it means that if I fully receive them, I reign in life. And when that scripture became alive to me, I recognized that I had fallen under a spell, this American Christian spell of, it's okay, brother, you can deal with this your whole life. It'll be fine. Like God understands your struggle.
1: Like you're only human, so you're going to sin and fall short of yeah. the grace of God or well, the glory of God. But so we need the grace of God.
0: So I'm 33 today, and f- since 29 years old, I can say that I've had maybe three or four mistakes in the last, uh, oof, what, four years. And we are over a year in counting, like, being free from pornography, completely
1: free,
0: even from the thought of wanting to.
1: I love that. I think it's important that we delineate what righteousness is. And so it's because of Jesus and because he died, his blood has completely cleansed you of all your debt, all your sin. That's where it died on the cross. And then you were raised as Christ, which means that you stand right before the father and right before each other. Um, And that's something that I think you have to understand because when it comes to porn, the shame will make you feel like you have to hide from God or hide from your partner. I think any sin, but especially sexual sin, because it goes against your own body. And that's what the Bible says. But it makes you think that you're no longer in connection and relationship and right standing with God. And he's actually the only one that can cleanse you. I think for me, it was like a similar story. I was molested when I was young and it's it's not even something that I, I think I talk about. It's just like I think my brain kind of blocked it out and that's all right. But I did struggle with porn for a really long time. And I think for women it's something that's even more shameful because it's like, oh, only men struggle with it. But it's a lie. Like so many women struggle with this and they hide it because there's even more shame. But I think when I got saved and I finally met Holy Spirit, I think when I got saved honestly, when I, when I got saved before I met Holy Spirit, that was like a two year, um, like hard journey I struggled with, but actual porn, I was freed from like once and for all, never wanted it again. And it was like, oh, that's just not me anymore. And then the more I've grown in my relationship with Christ, even when it comes to lust or anything else that's related to sex, I, I had all these questions like, what is sanctified sex? What is sanctified this? And then once once we got married, we learned a lot about that in our premarital. But I just had so many questions and no one to ask. But I, I did understand that because God was in me, and this is in 2 Corinthians, I think, 6, where it's like your body is a temple of the Lord, and so you wouldn't yoke it to anything else. Uh-huh. The understanding that God was in me, around me, and in the room with me, I had the fear of the Lord to be like, this is not okay. Like, wh- why would I put him through that? Because in my relationship, I wanted to protect my relationship with him.
0: So not porn, were there was there any were there any battles that you went through after like, you were saved that, like, are kind of part of the pornography picture, like, sexual morality. like, are there, were there anything that you can say, the Lord met me, like, even as I was walking with him, and I experienced breakthrough?
1: Yeah, I think, um, in lustful thoughts, or, like, even problems of masturbation, it was more of a, of a sense of control, and you talk about this, like, in masturbation, you're making yourself the master, and you're, like, feeding your flesh, and in Matthew 16:24 it even says then Jesus told his disciples if anyone would come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whoever would save his life will lose it but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Mm-hmm. I think the understanding that we are dead to all those things and that we are alive in Christ. You're dead to sin and alive in Christ. That's what it says in Romans and like everywhere else Paul's letters. That that's no longer you. As, long as you. as long as you identify with your old man, with your dead man, with your fleshly, then you're going to respond that way. But if you begin to actually, the same way that you got saved, you just begin to believe yeah. like you're in Christ. It begins to sanctify your mind and every process and you no longer have to deal with it. And then when it tries to tempt you, you're just like, nah. And, and I'm all for being really, really aggressive with sin. I'm like, if your phone is tempting you, get your phone out. If it's the Wi-Fi, turn the Wi-Fi off. Like if it's a game that like sparks something, take it off. Yeah, you know. And the understanding that there's an underlying trigger that is making you want to feel like you either want to watch porn or you want to masturbate because that's not the like Jesus in you doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to watch girls that have been abducted and they're like pretty much like sex slaves. Do this. He doesn't want to watch like hardcore things. That's not him. So that's no longer you. And it takes the understanding of one, you stand right with him and you can go to him and he'll cleanse you. And he washes you with the word and tells you who you are. But two, that he's praying for you. So you can actually receive the grace to be like, I don't want to do that. And then three, you like me could be completely set free. And I'm like, I have absolutely no desire to do that. It's like, I think about it. And I think now about the people behind it. And I'm like, how could I, how could I ever have looked at that? Mm-hmm. you know and for me it was like i was exposed at a really young age to porn so it like it it did things to my mind that it shouldn't have that even like walking into our covenant i'm like oh that's not godly in sex like in in marriage yeah and and it's helped me to go to the lord and be like what do you consider sanctified sex like you made this uh, so there's just a lot of renewing your mind even after you walk away there's just renewing your mind unto things from above and what the Lord originally made it from but I think it stems all from a relationship with God
0: well it sounds like you are part of a very small percentage of believers who at the moment of meeting Christ he was he delivered something completely wiped clean and And so I think even knowing that like the broader majority of Christians still struggle with this, I think you hit on a really, really, really important thing. It was like, you're aggressive with all of the uh, handlebars to make sure that people get practical with it. And I'm also thinking about how every single practical application that was given to me, none of it worked. And And then you hit on the spiritual side of things. And I think... For us we um, I think the word I would say is like we want you to live by the kingdom yeah and if the kingdom if you are aware that the kingdom is here, then your 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 attention will be less focused on yourself and it' be more aware of the kingdom and so in the same way that you were given aggressive like, Hey, throw the phone out, put the, put the, like, I mean, for me, I was, I used to play video games on my phone, but some of the ads were very provocative. So I was like, we're done. Um, this, the, the foundation of those practical applications can only happen if you're aware of the kingdom. Yeah. If you're aware that you are in the kingdom, that the kingdom is in you, that the kingdom is around you and that his presence is with you, and that he is in you, like all of those foundations are the root to how to practically apply these things. Because if you, if you try to make the practicals your foundation, you'll be begrudgingly trying to come against this, like, yeah, you'll do it like in the
1: flesh, right? You have
0: to do it through the spirit, right? And so I think like, In a way to usher people into the kingdom, it would say exactly what you said. It's like, become aware of him, become aware of the kingdom, become aware of who you are and that you've been made right by the Lord. And then when you can find the appeasement for your sin and know that he is loving you with open arms and that you can fully see him as a father who wants to not guilt you, not shame you, not condemn you, but actually love this out of you, then you'll feel a lot healthier to apply these practicals. Yeah. It's so good, baby. I, I Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, it's helping me. I'm
1: like, I like the way you put it. You put it back to me. I was actually just thinking about this, but when you sin... Like, picture a piece of, like, a steak, okay? So, like, every time you sin, it's like if you put it on a a hot pan, and it gets seared. And Mm -hmm. it's harder for it to be penetrated because it's no longer tender. And so, like, that's what happens when you're addicted to porn. You sear your conscience over and over again. And it really makes you feel like you should hide from God when in reality you need Him to even, like, tenderize your heart again. And it's the reason why it's, like, when we were, we talked about this in the last in the last vlog, but if you've been watching porn and you're like, there's grace. Grace is to overcome. You need to receive mercy the moment that it happens, and that means like run straight into the throne room and receive grace and mercy for what just happened, and allow that to be your repentance that you would leave it and turn away. And it's I like, continue to do that. And I think the awareness of God in the room does that. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh, I just made God watch that. Mm. Like that grieves the Holy Spirit. That's It's not the behavior of a son or a daughter of God. And so I think it's the understanding that you're searing any type of sin. Like, any sin. I'm not just talking, like, sexual sin, it's different because it goes against your own body, but it sears your heart to the Lord. Yeah. It sears, like, your awareness of Him. It it sears, like, the connection that you have. And so at that point, you really have to come to the Lord and be like, do I care about this more than I care about you? Like, do I want to satisfy myself more than I want to, like, please you, Then I want to follow you, Then I want to lay down my life? And it's even like that in marriage, like we do that like a practical application is like in marriage. Derek wouldn't do something in a room where I'm not because it would hurt our connection. Now imagine if I was in the room and he was doing that and ignoring me, like how hurt I would be. But the understanding that in covenant, in relationship, we fight to stay connected and we choose the other above ourselves. And so that's something that specifically also more than anything with God, we need. Yeah. We need to fight to put him first, to like take down every idol, whether that's like something as extreme as like drugs or something as small as like lying. Mm-hmm. Like, am I putting that above? Am I putting myself before God? And that's the importance of, of understanding your new creation so that yes. you can overcome. Maintain your heart really clean and knowing like you need to come before God to clean it. And you need to hear his word. So this is this is like your, your playbook. This is what you go by. And this says you no longer have to sin. You don't have to be a slave to sin. You're a slave to righteousness. That's good. Um, and so I think that's like probably what I have about this.
0: I want to just, um, and we could wrap it up after this, but I want to piggyback off of, because I was having this conversation a few days ago about how, um, there's so many avenues on how to treat addiction to drugs and addiction to nicotine, but there's not as much awareness of the true addiction that people have to pornography. And as I was talking to this young man and it wasn't even about pornography, but in this in this in this light it makes sense. What I was telling him was, you know, it may not feel like an addiction right now, but every cigarette smoker says that
1: yeah, you end up like in this dark hole and you're like, How'd I get here?
0: And the thing that I wanted him to understand was not only does it sear your conscience to God, it sears your conscience to humanity. If That's I so good. If I cannot look at a porn like a pornography website like and not feel like the utter heartbreak that those are daughters and and sons of God in these videos and my heart is numb to them, it's gonna open a door for me to be able to watch and and play around because I've I've lost compassion, empathy, and sympathy for that human soul.
1: And the fear of God in them, of God making them, the fear of all things holy.
0: And for those of you who don't know my background, but I used to have like a criminal justice background and a big thing for me was criminology. It was the study of the criminal mind. And I found out that like seven out of 10 serial killers were strongly addicted to pornography to the point where they lost human connection. Like pornography no longer was a connecting point from them. It was just an an intrigue. It intrigued them to the point where they had to start watching things that were more severe, things that we don't want to talk about and we want to watch. And then it led to ultimately them only finding a fixation through like satisfying themselves through killing. And I, and I don't, I'm not trying to claim that over people, but the reality is, is that this addiction is just as severe as any other addiction. And this addiction or pornography in its essence sears your conscience to the human soul. Yeah. And it, it takes such a strong-willed, like Holy Ghost follower to know that when you walk into every environment, a beach, a gym, like your local grocery store, the day and age that we're living in is that sexuality is rampant and the idolization of body is rampant. Yeah. And I cannot walk around in public if I'm still battling with these issues because I'll lose Abba's heart for his children and disconnect out of fear. There's not a woman that I come across that would cause me to slip and fall because the Lord has redeemed so many years of numbness that my heart breaks when I see somebody who I, I can, and I don't mean to judge a book by its cover, but who I can assume for lack of better words, um, is in need of the gospel, is in need of his redeeming love. And being able to like define my eyes and define my ears to only being attentive to that part of their soul and not attentive to the way they look, the way they dress, and just just noticing their soul and noticing the disconnect in the spirit, Like that gives me power over anything that they were trying to promote. And so I think you you just hit on such a great part with the stake because it's like we can see our conscience to God, which would continually make us fall into sin and not repent, and then we can see our conscience to other humans, and where we will we will start to sexualize people without them knowing. Yeah. Like, and we'll start to grow cold and start to grow numb, and and it and it leads people into a very dark place. And so I. I ask and I urge anybody who's watching, um, consider this. Yeah. Like, consider what the effects of pornography really do to the soul, what it really does to your connection, like to humanity, because we're called to be one together. Yeah.
1: I think even below, we'd like to tag like a few resources that talk about this. I think Moral Revolution does a great job at explaining a lot of this. I think John Bevere actually has a like a Bible study on it, but guys, porn kills, (laughs) like it, it kills you. It kills marriages. It's it's not something we were made to watch or do. It's something that was made to be in covenant. It's holy. Like, I mean, sex and marriage is holy, not like anything related to porn, but the understanding that God made sex with a very specific purpose and it's supposed to be reserved for you and your husband. And so we, I think we should pray. Yeah. Just like really quickly, like, yeah, and then honestly. after that, we just, we want to thank you guys for listening and, and for sending in these questions. It's not always easy to address, but it's definitely worth it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, whether you've been redeemed from it, whether you're in it right now, whether you feel no, um, no moral issue with this, um, we just want to bless you. Father, we thank you so much for every listener and every single person, um, that's attuned to this message. We ask, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would come down and bless them with the presence of God. Because in your presence, you transform every life that has ever been afflicted by the works of Satan. And so we ask, Lord, in your name, Jesus, that you would come and make yourself known to every single person by the sound of our voices that are listening in with an open heart that. They reign in life through grace. That they can receive grace right now and that grace will empower them to overcome sin for the rest of their life. And that they have been made right by God. That they have peace with God and that they will know all the days of their life that God is for them and he is a loving father. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name.
1: In Jesus' name. Lord, we just bless every single person to sense your nearness and awareness of you wherever they are, that next time, Lord, that they're tempted, that they would know that you're there, that you would give them the strength to walk away. We thank you also for just immediate deliverance from any addiction to pornography or any addiction, Lord, that we would receive testimonies of of your faithfulness over their life, that you were there and that you freed them, that they're brand new creations and they can walk free from sin. Yes, Lord. So we bless them, Lord, to encounter you, to know you better, to receive power to overcome sin, that they yes. that they would realize that they're dead to sin and alive in Christ, and they would walk that way. So we just thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to share this message. We pray, Lord, that, that your words would touch their heart, that yes. you would reveal yourself to them, and, and that people would be freed. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, and we bless them in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, guys we love you we thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next week make sure to you know send in questions concerns like let us know if you like us like facing each other or looking at the camera because we're trying to figure this out
0: yeah we're trying to figure out proper podcast etiquette
1: yes but we love you guys thanks for watching we'll see you next week
0: bye